0: Hello, believers, non-believers, and everyone in between. You're listening to Stories with Sapphire. I am Sapphire Sandalo. Now get cozy and open your mind because it's story time. I recently finished a series called Ghosts on HBO Max, which originally aired on BBC. It's a comedy about a woman named Allison who inherits a giant mansion and hopes to turn it into a successful hotel. The only problem is that it's inhabited by very invasive and needy ghosts. It's a quick and fun watch if you're looking for your next binge. But it got me thinking about earthbound spirits, which are the kind we typically think of when we hear the term ghosts. These are the spirits of those who once lived. They are usually intelligent, interacting with us and our physical realm. So what causes some people to stay behind while others peacefully move on? In this episode, we will hear stories of entities that are stuck on earth and learn how to manage them. First, I narrate a story from someone who was haunted by a woman in black in her apartment. Then, I speak with Megan Getz about her childhood home, whose previous owner never left. And finally, I tell the tale of a woman who helped a suffering spirit gain some peace. Chapter 1 The Woman with Hair Like Mine. Submitted by Dana. Hi, Po. I'm Dana from the Philippines. I've been wanting to share my experiences with you ever since I was a kid. I'm 20 years old now, and I've just finished my pre-med course. But back then, during my OJT, or hospital internship, we got to work with actual professionals—doctors, laboratory experts, nurses, etc., It was fulfilling but draining at the same time. Though you get to help people, you also get to witness people dying, how they cry for help, how they cling on to life despite not being able to live without life support. You experience that sad reality every day. Nevertheless, even if I was just an intern, the work I did helped them to get better, and that's what kept me going. So I'm one of those people who are somehow sensitive to the energy of the surroundings. Though it helped me sometimes, it also gave me a hard time. I could sometimes see it when someone was seething with anger or when bad luck has clung to you. It's generally when something is really bad. I know it's hard to believe, so that's why I never really told anyone except the people I could trust. I did try to convince some people, but I ended up being labeled as an attention seeker. That it's all just for clout. But it's not. You see, when someone is extremely angry, I see this black aura or cloud radiating all over them. One example of this was during college. This professor of mine, the moment he stepped into the room... There was this really heavy feeling and he was surrounded by this large, dark aura. It wasn't the first time I'd experienced this. I'd seen something similar before, but his was so large and dark, it was hard not to look at it. It turned out that his wife just had a miscarriage and something else had happened that upset him so much. He told us how it seemed like misfortune was everywhere. Almost like it was tailing him. Parang he said. I also had a lot of weird, random, and creepy dreams. Every time I move into a new apartment, I would dream about people I never met, never knew, or even talked to. Every time. And it always freaked me out. Were they ghosts who lived in this place? Was this their idea of a warm welcome? One of the scariest things I've ever experienced so far was during my internship. I was sleeping in the living room at the bed of my fellow roommate. Yes, we had beds there because we had to share that small apartment for four people. This roommate of mine, Ash, was tidying things up. She, too, could sometimes see them, so I was lying there, peacefully sleeping, but she told me that we weren't alone. She saw a lady with curly hair and a long black dress standing right beside me, watching me while I slept. Though it was creepy, I brushed it off and joked around instead saying how the ghost was fascinated to see someone with curly hair because I too had curly hair. Not long after, I was taking a nap in that same bed along with my other roommates. I was half asleep so I could hear their conversations but I couldn't move until Ash went to turn the lights off so that we could all properly sleep. For some reason, I was startled, so I opened my eyes, and I saw her, walking. Her long black dress touched the floor, and she had curly hair, like mine. I quickly hid inside the blanket, and I told Ash to open the lights. She did, and the woman in question was gone. I told them what I saw. And the descriptions I told them matched the ones that they had seen. Ash and my other roommate, Joy, agreed that we were all seeing the same ghost. Maybe she was here even before we moved in. But that didn't stop there. At least, for me. I was on my way home from night duty to that same small apartment we rented. I remember being so tired and drained that morning. I just wanted to sleep when I got home I was alone after I changed into something more comfortable I went to sleep on the couch in the living room I didn't like sleeping alone in the bedroom I had a scary encounter there so being the scaredy cat I am I refused to sleep alone ever since in that room at least so this couch was designed for one person only so I slouched like a lazy potato indeed I fell asleep immediately I woke up sometime in the afternoon at least I thought it was based on the color of the sunlight when I opened my eyes I saw someone standing right in front of me slowly her body crouched until her head was on the same level as mine I looked her right in the eyes She had the same curly hair and black dress, but none of these were processed in my head. My head was blank. I just laid there staring at her until I managed to fall back asleep. When I woke up the second time around, that image was the first thing that popped in my mind. My heart was pounding so hard. I was scared of what would happen if I got up. So I stayed Unmoving until someone finally arrived. That woman still haunts me up until this day. It wasn't the eyes that scared me. It's not because I saw her right in front of me or the fact that she was so pale and looked unhealthy overall. It was her expression. Her eyes were so big, they looked like they could bulge out of her sockets and her mouth was stretched wide open as if she was screaming silently. Out of the two of us, it seemed like she was the one horrified, not me. I never did find out what she wanted from me. And when I finally moved out of that place, I was nervous that she would follow me to my new home. Thankfully, she didn't. But that doesn't mean I'm in the clear because now I'm haunted by a different one. I was told that it was really bad if you saw a ghost in its full glory, especially if you saw the face. And in this new apartment, there was a girl in my dreams who wanted to play with me. I saw her face. She was in this pure white dress. Her hair was so long and straight. She had this small smile on her face when she asked if we could play. I said, okay. I woke up after, but I remember seeing that smile turn into something more unsettling. I don't know if I prefer the little girl to that old woman. Dana's story reminds me of Omira's from Season 4, Episode 5. After Omera blessed the creature in her dream, the creature turned back into a woman. What if Dana was seeing the personification of a horrific incident that happened in that apartment? And over the years, that energy became more sickly, weak, and scared, waiting for someone to help them. But Dana left before she could find out Now it sounds like a new entity has taken a liking to Dana. My advice is to set clear boundaries from the start so that you don't have to worry about things escalating into chaos. Sometimes it can be as simple as asking the entity to leave, letting them know that they cannot stay here and it's time to move on. Using aids like ethically sourced sage or salt can also help give you confidence while reclaiming your space. But if you don't take any action, you are making the active decision to keep that energy in your home. So what choice will you make? Chapter 2. Manuel in the Poconos
1: Okay, sure. My name is Megan Getz. I am from East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, and I grew up in a haunted house.
0: I met Megan through a mutual friend and had such a great time chatting with her. She is the co-host of a paranormal podcast called Real Chills and has several chilling stories of her own to share. Apologies
1: for the uneven audio quality. The first one I actually had to have told to me by my dad, because I was too young. (laughs) I am a twin. And um, so me and my twin were probably about three or four years old, definitely super young. And my mom and dad one night could hear me talking to someone through the baby monitor. And they were really freaked out. So my mom runs into the room, and she's like, Meg, who are you talking to? And I I was too young to be able to say full sentences yet. So I was just like, man, man. And she was like, where's the man? And I pointed behind her and she looked behind. And then she's like, what did he, like, what did he say? What did he do? And I just took her hand and rubbed it like on my face and was just like cold. It scared her a lot. So she just scooped me and my sister and like ran into the bedroom and my dad checked the house and no one was there at all. I don't remember that one at all and my mom is she likes to deny it all the time like she's a skeptic even though it definitely I know it happened because she won't say that it's not true even though that's what she wants more than anything it's to be like that didn't happen your dad's messing with you because there's been other times he's told us like dumb joke scary stuff and she's like Jim stop scaring them but this is the one where she's like don't tell people this <laughs> like, it's scary <laughs> and it scared me <laughs> so that's how I know this is like legit the thing about my house that is interesting is that since it's so old it was built in the 1700s it's been multiple things so it's been a camp it's been a place for people to stay because there used to be a railroad right by my house so like people would come and go and stay there and all of that stuff still kind of lingers in the house I feel like like we'll open closets and we'll see kids writing like that them writing their names or writing to each other my mom found like papers from that my mom found a sword while she was gardening one day just like a little yeah so I just feel like it's been so active for so long that I think they still feel like this is their their place. I, You know, it could be anybody, honestly, because of all the different things that have happened in the house. But whenever anything happens, we always blame it on Manny. That's what we call a Manny. So even like there's like small things that happen. Like sometimes you'll put your keys down on the table and it's not like one of those mindless times where you're like oh maybe I did that you remember putting them on the table and then you look and they're not there and then you look all the places that it shouldn't be and then you wind up back at the table and then they're there and we're always like that was Manny just messing with us like just reminding us he's around
0: Manny is Manuel Gonçalves, the man who built the house in the 1700s. Um,
1: we know all of the history of the house. My mom has taken us to see his grave. He was a settler. He got the land after fighting in a war. I'm not sure which war. <laughs> and um, built the house and, you know, had a rough settler life. He had one of his children stolen, them by the time he got them back, didn't want to come back you know by the time they found his daughter she didn't want to come back um so some of it was passed down from my grandparents because they're the original people who purchased the house so when they first purchased it people from the town spread some that you know some of it was rumors others were like yeah we were familiar with the family and then this is like a small town that we live in so my mom she kind of hangs out with the Historic Society and they kind of help her. She's all about Ancestry.com and just kind of digging that stuff up. That's something she's really into. So that's, yeah, where we got that information. Yeah, we're convinced that it's, it's this family that, that still resides in the house. Um, we're not related to them that way, other than we just share the same house and try to take care of it.
0: So what was it like for Megan to share her childhood home with people she's never met? We'll find out after the break. Before I became a podcaster and paranormal investigator, I used to be a full-time animator and character designer, and podcasts kept me company while I drew, especially paranormal podcasts. One of my favorites was Jim Harold's Campfire. I would actually be shocked if you hadn't heard of it because it's one of the OGs. In fact, it recently celebrated its 13th anniversary. But if you haven't heard of it, it's a call-in show where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories with Jim every week. The story topics range from ghosts, UFOs, cryptids, and stories that can't be categorized. You're listening to my show right now, so I know that you love non-fictional paranormal stories. Stories involving the serial killer Ted Bundy, or a man who owned a haunted hotel. And also heartwarming stories of deceased loved ones coming back to say hello jim harold's campfire was a huge inspiration for me so do me a personal favor and tune in to jim harold's campfire on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to stories with sapphire And now, the story continues.
1: Uh, This one sounds insane, so I don't know if we're going to use it, but this one sounds crazy. I swear, I'm not making this up. I remember being like a tween, like probably like 12 or 13-ish, and waking up in the middle of the night and rolling onto my side and just seeing like, it was like... It sounds crazy. It was like a misty, like, blob. But, you know, when you see something like that, you think you're going to be scared. But as soon as I saw it, I felt very, like, at ease and, like, comfortable. And I, I, I swear, I reached out and I touched it. And it felt, it had, like, a tingly, like, almost wet sensation. And then it just slowly dissipated. So maybe it was a weird weather thing happening right in this one part in front of me but I swear, and it was like, it was so peaceful. It was not like scary. I didn't, like, I wasn't afraid at all. I was like, someone's here to see me. Another kind of small funny one was I was a big Hillary Duff fan back in the day, (laughs) you know, listened to Metamorphosis just on repeat. And uh, I fell asleep listening to it. This is when they were like CD players. And uh, I woke up and it was skipping. But it was like, it it just kept going, I see you, I see you, I see you. And I was like, nope. And I just turned it off and like rolled over and went back to sleep. I don't know if that's the exact wording, but it was something like to that effect, like I see you or like I'm here or something creepy like that.
0: Because I could not go on until I figured it out. I went through the lyrics of every song on that album. The fourth track, Little Voice, has a line in the second verse that says, when I see you, I messaged Megan about my findings and she agreed that had to be it.
1: So it, I think that is the first time I can remember being kind of afraid. I was definitely a little bit older at this point and it could, I will say it could be a technical glitch. I'm not a hundred percent certain about that one, but I listened to the CD after and it didn't glitch like that. And I listened to other CDs in that radio player, and it wasn't a common thing for that radio player. So I have no idea what caused it to do it that night. Like, it didn't happen again, so.
0: I've heard many stories where spirits manipulated audio through speakers to convey a message, like in Season 4, Episode 3, when Chaz heard the Cat Stevens song, Wild World, after his friend's memorial. So maybe Manny really did want Megan to know that he sees her. Or it was the most perfectly timed, unsettling technical glitch. But the following moment is a little harder to explain.
1: Yeah, so this was like pretty recent, the story. And again, it just sounds so crazy, but I will I would swear on anything that this happened. The way our house is set up If you're laying in the living room on the couch, you can look forward and see the dining room. So it was like a late night. I decided I was going to stay up by myself in the dark, which was the first mistake, (laughs) and just watch whatever was on TV. And I'm just laying on the couch, and in the dining room on a chair, there's like one solitary balloon tied there. And I'm just looking at it. And as I'm looking at it, it slowly starts turning. And, like, we're inside the house. There's, like, no fans or air conditioning. It slowly starts turning. And I out loud say, because I remember hearing that if you say you don't want something to happen, usually it'll stop. I remember I said, no, 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 please don't. And the balloon turned back to the position that it was in and stopped moving altogether. (laughs) And then, of course, I called my friend, my best friend from college. And I'm like, can you stay on the phone with me? Because I have to turn all the lights off in this house now. Because the only thing I'm more afraid of than ghosts is my mom. So I'm like trying to turn off because she'll kill me if she wakes up and sees every single light in this house on. So I had to like literally be on the phone with my friend and like turning off all the lights and running upstairs because it scared me so much that it listened to me. Like it, it's not like it just like stopped where it was, it stopped moving and went back. Where it was. I think sometimes he likes to mess with us and like see how far it, it can go. But anytime it's ever gotten to that point, even though I want it to happen more than anything, once it starts, I'm like, no thanks. And then it goes away for a while. <laughs> so
0: Manny and the other possible entities living at the property would make pretty frequent appearances, performing classic ghost activities like pausing and playing movies when they're trying to watch, and rotating the knobs for the lights on and off. They had coexisted with Megan's family for years, and were sort of viewed as roommates.
1: It's it's weird, because I feel like I'm putting a lot on this person we've never met, obviously, because they've passed on, but... I do feel like our families have this weird connection. I don't know if it's because of the house and how, like my mom takes insanely good care of the house. Everything is still like the original, like the ceilings and the floors are the, the original wood. Even the door handles are all the same little, we can never shut any of our doors cause there are these little iron door handles. So we do feel like we have this like sort of agreement with the ghosts in our house like even my mom like she thinks that if she keeps it nice and she does keep it really traditional and nice like they'll leave us alone basically so specifically she will not let it be modern everything is very traditional it's all like hardwood comfy like farm home vibes it's immaculate at all times she makes sure everything has a place and really she just tries to honor the original way the house was so she doesn't like she hasn't remodeled anything like she's fixed up bathrooms fixed up stuff but she hasn't done anything crazy to the house because she really just wants to honor how it's been for the past 200 years
0: Living in a haunted house doesn't always end up a bloody nightmare like we see in horror movies. It can be an enlightening experience as well, especially when both the living and the dead share mutual respect.
1: I think it made me less afraid, definitely. I don't like ghosts hunt or anything like that, but I'm not like as afraid. Even though all those stories I'm like, no thanks, but I you know, I don't think they're I don't think ghosts want to hurt you all the time. I think, I don't think you need to get rid of them all the time. You know, my mom has some rules. Like the reason we don't specifically know everything about Manny or like what maybe his intentions are now is because she's like, no Ouija boards, none of that stuff. As long as you don't have bad intentions and like rile stuff up, I think there's like a, a very positive, you can have like a cohabitation with, with like a spirit or something in your house. And I don't know I just it kind of made me really appreciate the people who came before us everything they've done so that you can have such a good life because I loved my house and he built that himself you know and it was my childhood home it was the only home I ever lived in and it's so comforting like anytime my friends go there they're like this house is so comfy I don't want to leave so I think there is just that energy there it's really nice
0: Check out Real Chills Podcast, the show Megan co hosts about true paranormal stories. I was a guest on the episode on October 1st, 2020. (laughs) Chapter 3 The Ghost in the Bathroom, submitted by Maya. Hi, Sapphire. I'm Maya from Singapore, and I'm a big fan of your show. Today, I'm writing a story about an experience my grandmother had and told me when I was a kid. Ever since she was young, she would say she could see beyond our world. In other words, see and connect with spirits. So, when she was 15, she used to work at an oil refining factory in her village. She had just joined, and the first thing people told her was to not go into the women's bathroom, which was a small shack. They warned her that it was haunted by something horrifying. But my grandma had seen many things before and wasn't afraid. She thought her coworkers were being dramatic. One day after her night shift, she went to that bathroom to change and freshen up. She was combing her hair and gazing into the mirror. Then she saw, behind her own reflection, a woman hanging from the ceiling on a noose. She was completely startled and looked back to confirm what she had just seen. But there was nothing there. However, she could still feel a presence in the room she called out please do not disturb me I am just trying to go home if you wish to tell me something show yourself then she saw a defeated old Malay woman in a torn ethnic Malay costume in the mirror she spoke to my grandma and told her that years before this place was constructed It used to be a brothel. Her father, who was in deep money trouble, told her that they were going to run some errands. He brought her to this brothel and left her there. She eventually hung herself at the shock that her own father would do this to her. My grandmother was moved to tears and asked if there was anything she could do to put her soul at ease. The woman looked at my grandmother with bloodshot eyes and said she was very hungry. Ever since then, my grandma would leave a bun in the bathroom for the woman to eat. This is a tragic but great example of how the living and the dead can help each other. Everyone in the factory avoided that bathroom because of the woman's ghost. But after Maya's grandma took the time to listen to the woman's story and asked her how she could help, the bathroom was no longer a place to steer clear of. What are the things in your life that you might be avoiding out of fear? They may be things that can be solved with a solution as simple as a bun. Throughout the series, Ghosts, Allison befriends the spirits in her home. She assists their non-physical bodies with things like turning book pages for them or moving chess pieces. And in return, they protect Allison from people with ill intent. For Allison and the ghosts, coexistence was the best solution. So if you ever find yourself in a similar situation, ask the spirits why they are here. Maybe they're lost and confused. Maybe they want to watch over the home they loved so much. Or maybe they're hungry. See if you can help them or if you can come to a mutual understanding. You might be surprised at how they can help you out in return. Thanks for joining me today. Have you ever had an encounter with a spirit that just wouldn't leave? send me an email at storieswithsapphire at gmail.com. If you like what you heard and would like to support this independently run show, consider becoming a member of my Patreon. Visit patreon.com storieswithsapphire to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe to youtube.com slash where I post animated spooky stories and more. Salamat and good night. Stories with Sapphire is created and produced by me, Sapphire Sandalo. Music written by Sapphire Sandalo. Special thanks to Dana, Megan, and Maya. For more information on this episode and my guest, visit storieswithsapphire.com.